Hello and welcome to the Daily Post podcast with Sachin Ed Down, Nolan Bendard, where we will be talking about all the things worth talking about in the magical worlds of the NBA. I am your co-host, Nolan Bendard. And I'm Sachin Ed Out. And today's episode, we are going to be covering a lot of free agency moves. All right, let's get right into it. Okay, so with free agency recently starting, we have now a bajillion different moves that we have seen um, in recent times, and we're going to cover a few of the big names. All right, so let's think. The first one that we're going to cover will be the Chicago Bulls, one of Mellon's favorite teams. Now, they acquired three players, Caruso, the GOAT, uh, DeMar DeRozan, and Lonzo Ball. All right, so Millen, how do you think this is going to impact the Bulls? And more interestingly, how do you think this is going to impact Zach Levine in terms of his usage rate? Is this going to affect his stats in a negative or positive way? Is this also going to affect his longevity in a negative or positive way? Well, personally, I think that, I think that Zach Levine – He's always been like that amazing scorer on a trash team. But finally, I think that he can break out of that shell and be that amazing scorer no matter what team he's on. Bringing a seasoned veteran like DeMar DeRozan, I think is one of the best moves that they could have done because not only does it um, give help to Vucevic, they now have a star player at every position. You see, now Lonzo Ball is point guard. And obviously, he won't be scoring as much because the guard position is already pretty crowded because you have Caruso, you have Levine, you have Kobe White now. So obviously, Lonzo's production scoring-wise will, will take a bit of a dip, but his assist numbers will probably be career highest because he'll, he'll drive in for life and then kick it out to Vucevic. He can pass it to Levine. There are so many options on that Bulls roster. And now DeMar DeRozan, he can really, he can space the floor because he has a power forward, but he can also, like, he can also shoot the ball, not from three, of course. Okay, but random note, he can literally shoot a mid-range shot with, like, 90% accuracy, but if you stay, if he takes one step back into three, it's a brick. Anyway, um, so the Bulls, I definitely think that they made some amazing room. And also adding, um, adding Alex Caruso, um, he'll be an amazing six man off the bench. And when you think about it, the Bulls have a perennial R-star or an all-star at almost every position. At point guard, you have Lonzo Ball. Shooting guard, Zach Levine. Small forward, you have Patrick Williams, but he will be a star later on the, in the league. Then at power forward, you have the man, the myth, the legend, DeMar DeRozan. And at center, you have good old Nikola Vucevic. So I'm incredibly excited about this Bulls roster. And I think that they will do some damage, but don't want to be a pessimist. They seem like a second round exit team, but yeah. All right, Sachin, do you want to cover the next team? Absolutely. Okay. So another fairly large move, Kemba Walker going to the New York Knicks. Okay. So Millen, I find this as, Quite an interesting change of scenery. It could be a really nice change for Kemba, and maybe the system will end up working for him. What are your thoughts on this? How do you think this is going to affect Kemba Walker? I mean, 
the Boston Celtics, I mean, I don't think it worked uh, quite as well as they'd hoped. At least in my opinion, it didn't work quite as well as it could have. And it kind of hindered Boston's potential in terms of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, but now that Kemba's moving to New York, um, how do you think this is going to affect both the Boston Celtics and the New York Knicks? And on a personal player level, mainly Jason Tatum for the Celtics and Kemba Walker for the New York Knicks. Um, well, um, I think that's, that's an interesting trade. I mean, Kemba Walker, we know that he's an amazing guard that when he's healthy, uh, free agency he can, move. pardon me? Free agency move. Yes, sir. No, um, it was it was a trade because he was traded to um he was traded to um the Thunder and then he was traded and then he was moved to um yeah um never mind okay so I think it's a great move for Kemba if he can manage to stay healthy which sadly is incredibly unlikely he has been plagued by those knee and ankle injuries which is incredibly disappointing because we saw what a star Kemba can be and I mean it's a it's an okay move. For the Celtics, I mean, they really didn't gain too much out of that trade. And the problem is their front court is kind of messed up. Like Jalen Brown, he's a great guard, but when he, he can only do a couple of things on the court, no offense. He's not in – he can't facilitate the floor. He can't space it. So definitely I think that it's a tough move. But, I mean, hopefully in the long run, the Celtics can stick it out. Okay, so Sachin, I have a couple of questions for you. What's your take on the Andre Drummond, on the Andre Drummond to Philadelphia? And as we know, Andre Drummond is one of the best rebounders, mm -hmm. but he has an incredibly old school style of play. How do you think that will impact the Philadelphia 76ers and maybe Ben Simmons if he's still there? This is this is pretty tough. I mean, the thing is. Andre Drummond, as you said, he's a great rebounder. And you know what? It never hurts to have more rebounds. But I find some parts of his game strikingly similar to some parts of Joel Embiid's game, and that might end up clashing. I mean, we already saw the whole four centers on Philadelphia thing and how that ended up working out. So, I mean, yes, granted, they're kind of in their tank phase. But still, I think that um, this might not be an amazing move, or it could be. See, we're at that point where I don't think there's really a medium. I don't think there's a different, there's um, like a, oh, this will work out kind of well, not too big of a deal trade. I think that this is either going to make or break Philadelphia because either it's not going to work and they're going to go further into Joel Embiid's prime and waste it. Um, and also we already know that he's kind of injury prone. So that's another risk. Um, wasting another year of, the what's meant to be the final step of the process um or it could work out very well and finally maybe give philadelphia another ring uh so i don't know since julius irving so i don't know this might work out this really might not um they're very conflicting play styles but you could also argue that hey well joel and b can shoot the three pretty well you know, he can try and adapt a new position. But I really think Joel Embiid is the main cornerstone of the Philadelphia organization. And even with Andre Drummond being added, he will remain at that cornerstone position. So I don't think that, uh, what is it, the Philadelphia, uh, he should be shifting around the Philadelphia team's moves. I think that the 76ers should be shifting around Joel Embiid.
Uh, but that's just my take on it. Millen, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I definitely really like Andre Drummond and the way that he plays, but it might not fit too well for his career narrative and how um, the Philadelphia team is going. For example, Andre Drummond, he's, he's always been like an incredibly underrated and, and underappreciated player. And guarantee he's, he's fought this many times. If he was in a different era of basketball, he would be the biggest star on the court because of just the way he scores and how he rebounds the ball and his defense. But when you bring that to Philly, he won't be able to get the minutes he needs unless you want Embiid to play power forward and him to play center, which would clog the paint for Ben Simmons because, well, that's all that Ben Simmons can do, go to the paint. As we saw, he is bad at anything else but um yeah it's an it's a good move but it's also a bad move I honestly don't have an opinion on how it is but Sachin the the main news is the Los Angeles Lakers they have gotten eight players and I'm not going to list out all of them but notably among them it is Carmelo Anthony and Kendrick Nunn what's your thoughts about those Honestly, man, I think the Lakers are just trying to pile on whatever stores they can. I mean, none. That's a great choice, in my opinion. Young, lot of potential, um, and really strong and kind of fills in some of those cracks. Um, Mello, I don't know so much about. Yeah, Mello's kind of making a return and whatnot, and I'm happy for him. Uh, but I don't know if this is in the best interest of the Lakers right now. Um, now, the thing is, this is a really competitive NBA right now. Like, it's pretty much never been this balanced. So, pretty much every single team in the league is trying to compete for a ring right now. Um, and that means the Lakers are included. So, I mean, this is – is this a move that might be the deciding factor for a championship? In my opinion, no. Um, but does this set them up nicely, the Kendrick Nunn move at least? Does this set them up nicely for the future? Yes, I would say that this is a pretty solid move, and Kendrick Nunn could blossom into a really good player. Um, and he already is kind of a star, I'd say, pretty much on the brink of being a star. So I'd say this is overall a pretty nice move for the Lakers, but as for the mellow move, I really don't know. Either that'll pan out well or it just won't. Um, I don't want to be like extremist on it that either it's horrible or it's amazing, but I'm going to say, I don't think it's going to make too much of an impact on the Lakers as for, um, uh, what does it mean? It's not going to make much of an impact, uh, to onto the Lakers in terms of their quest for a ring. So, well, their quest for a second ring, I should say. Um, so no, I don't know, especially because LeBron is waning in my opinion, he will at least wane. For now, he still seems to defy the laws of science and physics and not age. Um, but eventually, he will probably have to wane. My guess is about at 80 years old. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if signing Mello was the best decision ever, but the Kendrick Nunn move I approve of. What do you feel on that, Melon? Honestly, <laughs> they might as well just sign Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. I mean, they almost have the entire banana boat thing back together. So, yeah, um, it's interesting. I think that it's for the better, get, bring Carmelo, and not because of his playing ability, because of how he can develop some younger players. 
So I'm very excited about that. And one of the, in my opinion, one of the most shocking moves was definitely the Spencer Dinwiddie going to the Wizards. I think personally, it's heartbreaking for me. First, he has his ACL injury, misses what could have been the championship year, which sadly it wasn't because of Kevin Durant's long feet. But um, yeah, and now he's going to the Wizards where his career will probably uneventfully end with no other accolades. So it's really sad that he's been subjected to the prison of, of the Washington Wizards. But yeah. All right, Sachin, are there any other trades that you would like to talk about or free agency moves? Um, I think there might just be maybe one more. Uh, JaVale McGee. I think, yes, he didn't go to the Lakers, but we should just cover him in a completely separate trade. So I find this um, very interesting. JaVale McGee to the Lakers, uh, well, again, um, how is this going to affect the Lakers? I think not too much of a difference, but it'll be interesting to see if um, it'll be interesting to see what he can pull off. And it'll be interesting to see if he can get another ring, maybe. I mean, I would honestly find that really awesome if JaVale McGee ends up getting, what, a fourth ring. So, um, but yeah, in, in a serious note, what do you think of Goran Drogic to the Toronto Raptors? That one sounds fun. Well, I mean, it was the trade because it was Kendrick Nunn to – sorry. Like, yeah, it was a trade because of the Kyle Lowry to Heat and then Goran Drogic yeah. to the Raptors. It's it, Honestly, it's an even trade. It's two, it's two incredibly talented guys, but in the, in the twilight of their – not the twilight, sorry, in the end of their careers – and yeah. they both are just trying to have like one last go before it's time for them to retire. But I'm actually excited to see what Kyle Lowry brings to the Heat. He is a good addition to the Heat culture, as some call it. Yeah, so I definitely. Yeah, he's a hard worker. He's definitely a really, really hard worker. Yeah. And Goran Dragic, he he he'll be he'll be good for the Raptors. He might he might make one last playoff run. And he is definitely one of my all-time favorite players. He is literally a legend amongst legends. All right. All right, Sachin, any last – is there anything else? Um, last one I'd say might be Hassan Whiteside to the Utah Jazz. He's going to join the Stifle Tower and just make sure nobody ever scores on the Utah Jazz. I swear, if there was no such thing as goaltending, nobody would ever score a point on the Jazz after the season like this is this is interesting i think this is going to be fun to watch um but no aside from that i think that's just about going to wrap up today's episode of the daily post podcast thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time